Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. Thank you for taking a little bit of time to be with me today. Last week, if you are following this along, I talked about Lent as a time of special devotion. This week, I want to maybe put a little finer point on that word devotion and talk about what exactly devotion is. When I was growing up and I heard the word devotion, uh, the mental image that I got, the mental model that maybe I, I followed, uh, would be something like this. Uh, you would set aside a special time. For me, it was usually in the morning. Uh, I tend to be a morning person. Uh, but for other people, it could be something that they would do in the evening. It could happen any time. But as I said, for me, it was morning. And then uh, I would read the Bible. Um, I usually had some kind of a reading plan, but it's something that I did alone. I, I would read that on my own quietly in my own mind. And then often there's some kind of a commentary, maybe a story or, or an illustration that helps to explain the reading. And then after that, there would be a time of prayer. And that time of prayer would usually be something that I would do alone. This style of devotion is something that tends to be very individualistic. And that can have its pros and its cons. Uh, what I'd like to maybe challenge us to think is that maybe there's something uh, beyond just that picture. Because that seems to be the way that most North Americans, anyhow, seem to think about what is devotion. And it is a model that is valid. It is a good example of a devotional habit. Uh, the church has pursued many devotional habits, however, over the centuries. Not just this kind of on-your-own uh, reading, some kind of a, a, a meditation, and then prayer. Uh, there, there have been other things that the church has done, and when we think about what devotion can be, there's actually a great degree of freedom and variety in the habits that we could pursue as Christians as forms of devotion. So let me give you a definition of devotion. And I got this definition from Dr. David Schmidt from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. He, uh, he worked with me uh, on a thesis that I wrote, and I, I'm very much shaped by what he has to say here. So let me, let me read this to you. I'm, I'm going to read it a couple times for you. Devotion is the deep reverence of an individual for a particular article of the Christian faith often expressed in a variety of contemplative and active practices that manifest the working of the Spirit in that time and place. All right, one more time. Devotion is the deep reverence of an individual for a particular article of the Christian faith, often expressed in a variety of contemplative and active practices that manifest the working of the Spirit in that time and and place. So let me let me break that down a little bit. Devotion is a a deep reverence to a teaching of the scriptures. Notice that this begins with God's word. 
This is the Christian coming to God's word, hearing God's word, and being shaped and formed by that word and the work of the spirit in the word. Now, there are some things in God's word that, that move us differently, that, that are more attractive to us, or, or, or they, they challenge us differently, uh, and, and that's okay. There are some things that grab our attention differently throughout life. God did not make us all the same. I'm not saying that one thing is more important or less important or anything like that. I'm just saying that for some people, feeding the hungry really gets them going. For other people, sitting in the library, studying, you know, really gets them going. Uh, and sometimes ne'er the twain shall meet. Uh, and, and praise be to God that he creates us differently with these different passions. Now, when I was talking about this devotional habit of, of reading scripture, reading some kind of a commentary, and then prayer, that is a model of devotion. It's, it's an example of a deep reverence for scripture itself and for prayer, that we want to be engaged in those things that the, the Bible teaches us are part of the Christian life. Uh, there are other things, though, and, and I hope to, through the course of this, introduce you to some of those different types of habits. Now, not only is devotion a deep reverence to a teaching of the scripture, it's often expressed in a variety of ways. One of those ways is contemplative. And that fits the example previously given. Um, our culture is really deeply rooted in a sense of individualism. And I think that prejudices us towards contemplative forms of devotion. Uh, sometimes I hear people talking about times of devotion as, this is my, my, my me and Jesus time. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, there's a, another relationship that's there between the individual and Jesus, the individual and the church, the individual and the world. And I think that there's room for, for some broader uh, expressions of, of our devotion. Uh, for one thing, it could be just simply contemplative, or excuse me, it could be corporate. You could come together as a group to read God's word uh, in, the, in a fellowship. Bible study can be a uh, form of kind of contemplative devotion. A prayer circle could be a form of contemplative devotion. But devotion doesn't necessarily need to be only contemplative. It can also be active. Sometimes people are moved by the Word of God to do things. Uh, I mentioned feeding the hungry earlier. That can be a form of devotion when we believe that God has called us to, to help our neighbor and to feed the hungry. Uh, if you're moved by God's Word to do that work, that can be a form of devotion. Um, fasting. Talking about the season of Lent earlier, uh, fasting is an active form of devotion. Uh, evangelism is another active form of devotion. There are some people who are deeply committed to getting the gospel out to people, and they know that God's Word teaches that we are His witnesses and we are called to share our faith. And that's an important part of their life. And it's an important part of their relationship with God. 
So we have this deep reverence for a teaching of the scripture that's often expressed in a variety of ways, some of which are contemplative, some of which are active, some of which are maybe even both. And as these things happen, it manifests the working of the Spirit. So whatever's happening in this time of devotion, uh, it shows that the Spirit is at work. So let's ask ourselves, what does the Spirit do? What, what's the Spirit's work? Well, when we look at the Catechism, one of the things that it talks about is that the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and keeps the individual Christian and the whole Christian church in the one true faith. So maybe what we're doing in that time of devotion is something that connects us to the faith, to God, or to one another, and it's at work in us, uh, the Spirit. He is at work in us to grow us in our faith. Uh, another work of the Holy Spirit is sanctification. Maybe there's something going on in this time of devotion that leads us to le live more holy lives. You know, there's something in the devotion that confronts us with God's law, that leads us to confess our sins, that leads us to, to repent, to seek to, to live differently. Um, and of course, if it's true sanctification, it's not merely a matter of us making a choice, but there's something in this that's also delivering God's grace to us. So there's a transformation of our lives, but there's also the transformation of our very souls uh, as God delivers his grace, his forgiveness, and his mercy to us uh, in this devotional act because it's connected to his word. And his word is one of those means of grace where he meets us to pour his, his mercy and forgiveness out on us. And, and I want to hold on to that last point for just a moment. That devotion is often a manifestation of God's grace. I'm not saying that there's no law in devotion. I think that anytime we're connected to God's word, there will be confrontation for, for our sin. But at the same time, there should be something that comforts us with God's love and communicates his forgiveness to us. And I think this is really important when we talk about devotion because too often, in my experience anyhow, devotion seems to flow from a sense of, I ought to do this, rather than, I get to do this. So I hope you'll come back and help me to explore some devotional habits that maybe we can root in God's grace and enjoy his blessings together. Thanks for being with me. Uh, God's blessings to you. And if you're around here, come and join us for worship. And if this is something that is beneficial to you, please feel free to rate, share, whatever. Uh, because if it's good for you, theoretically, it's good for somebody else. God's blessings. Mm -hmm.